Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizenline. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about, we extended our conversation around cancel culture, and we talked about what recently happened with Gina Carano being canceled out of Disney, religious tolerance, where do we draw lines, and acknowledging the ugly truth. And then this week, Jared, what are we going to talk about? So this week, um, we're going to talk to you guys about actually how do we have these um, conversations that don't end in cancellation, <laughs> right? Um, how, do we, how, do we, how do we talk to people, um, you know, honestly and truthfully and from our hearts, right? And without ourselves being triggered and going from like a level five calm collective conversation to a level 10, level 20, angry, just, you know, throwing verbal bombs and assaulting one another. And then how do we handle it when we're having that conversation and we trigger somebody else's, you know, really crazy emotional response. And, you know, they're going to to level 10, level 20 (laughs) and throwing, you know, verbal and emotional bombs. And um, I think that is what is the actual cause of cancel culture, right? Is that, you know, not, I'm coming to you and talking to you angry and looking at you as an adversary, but you said something, I thought you were a friend or you were, you are a family member, right? Or you are a friend, you are a family member. And then you said something that was a trigger for me. And I went to level 10, brought it there, right? So how the fuck could you say that? And then you brought it, matched my level 10. And the next thing you know, we're at level 20 and we're just, you know, hurling and we can't talk, we can't be friends, can't be family. And then, you know, as the societal thing now, you're canceled, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, if we start to break it down too, I think what happens, especially in, in the modern day, when we're, we're, we're reading te- bites of text and headlines and things that we see online. So it's not necessarily even this conversation that you and I are having. It's, it's through text or through other mediums. We, as we're interpreting interpreting what we're reading or we're consuming we're superimposing how we're feeling into the language that we're digesting so i'm reading something you said i feel myself getting upset offended hurt whatever that is by what you're saying and then i'm immediately attaching that feeling and making it into your voice so now i'm thinking and because my feelings are validating that so my voice that I'm assigning to you the way I'm hearing and receiving what you're sharing is from that place of hurt or whatever I'm feeling. So then when I communicate from that space back to you, and then you respond defensively to that, all it does is become a validator of what I was already assuming beforehand. And now that you are validating that I now in turn feel justified in whatever comes out of my mouth, my fingers on my keyboard next. And we go down and the spiral happens really quickly. But what's really curious about this is it. it oh, go ahead. No, no, I was saying that. I was agreeing. That the oh. spiral. Sorry, guys. I am having, I'm having mic, mic difficulty. So I'm on my phone, my microphone. I have a microphone, guys. My microphone's not working. So uh, I, I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm not a tech person. So 
me and Jesse have we're having we're having some technical difficulties the last two weeks. So bear with us, guys, or bear with me until I figure this shit out. <laughs> but no, I didn't have anything. I was agreeing it spirals really quickly, and most of the time it's without, you know, um, without. Sometimes it happens without you meaning to make it happen, or without yep. the other person meaning to make it happen. And the next thing you know, they are saying things that let you know that they're offended, or they're like really upset, or like you're really you're attacking me, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes you are, right? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna breathe my personal life into y'all, right? So I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday, and you know, probably part of this is you know, thanks to this group and the things that I, I've learned talking to you guys, things I've been working on for years. Anyway, but um, we were having a, a discussion, right, about some things. You know, that were you know, marriages work, guys. Marriages work always. Right, <laughs> we're working on our marriage, and so uh, in the middle of it, I asked her. So I was, you know, I could tell as we were talking that she kept circling back or going back to a point where she could create an argument to win, right? And as we were, and I'm like, we left that, we passed that, you circled back, okay? Now we here, and then you circled back, and now and you circled back, right? And so I was like. Are you? Are we having a discussion, or are we debating? Are you trying to debate with me to like win an argument right now? And and so, and the issue with winning and this is the issue with winning and losing arguments, right? A lot of times when we're having that discussion with a friend or a loved one, or even times when we're having it online, you're trying when you're trying to win, you're trying to even get the person, the other person, to admit. I was wrong, right? <laughs> I'm wrong. You're right, right? You're trying to, I'm sorry, right? I apologize, right? And when the discussion becomes about someone having to concede defeat, right? As opposed to both people having expressed their opinions, views, and feelings, then it can go to a level of aggression, a high level of aggression for that. Right, because a lot of times, the person would say, "Well, I don't concede defeat. I don't agree with your point." And it's almost impossible to have that exchange back and forth, right? If for, and someone to change a long-held belief within the span of that discussion, but people get aggressive in trying to get that person to change their mind or trying to humiliate them in the midst of the conversation. And and I think it first goes from trying to get a person to change their mind, arguing that point, then goes to okay, you won't change your mind, you won't argue point. Now I'm gonna make I'm gonna humiliate you and make you look bad, especially when we're talking about the online stuff in front of a bunch of other people. Right? And that'll prove my point for me because now you look stupid or you look foolish or blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think when we when when we go down those roads and we have conversations from that standpoint. You know we're we're losing, and we have to recognize when we're doing it, right? When we are really trying to win that argument, and I, and I think that pattern, if we're thinking, is the circle back, circle back, and 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 
and and it's like I heard your answer. I'm not satisfied with it. <laughs> yeah. As you're, you're talking, it occurred to me that one of the most challenging and difficult things I think humans will ever undertake is to engage in interpersonal conversation, conversation between you and another person or you and a, a group of people, and go into that conversation naked and unarmed. And what I mean by that is I think society has filled us and life has filled us with plenty of armaments and weapons that we can take into these things, right? Armaments and weapons could be the time that you hurt me in the past. It could be the time that you said this. It could be race. It could be gender. It could be sexuality. It could be any of the hosts of things out there. So to go into a conversation and not bring that armor and not bring that weapon, but actually show up naked and as a vulnerable human being, and really have it be about this is how I feel and as much about expressing that as to being open to understanding why you feel that way too. Because there's, there's always this, there's these pieces, right? You're, you're ultimately feeling how you're feeling because of a, based on a reaction to a perception that you had about this other person or event or thing. If that perception wasn't there, and that perception is usually in large part influenced and based upon an expectation that you have of how that person should or should not behave. Now that expectation is often influenced by the pedestal that you may have willingly or unwillingly placed that person upon. And you know, that pedestal of <laughs> this person should conduct themselves. And that may not be something of responsibility that they even felt qualified or willing to undertake, but because we don't have these kinds of conversations, nor should we, we don't think that way, right? We're too busy thinking about other stuff. Our, our brains are still hardwired for survival. So we're thinking about things like what we got to get done for work or when our next, where our next meal is going to be, or gosh, what did this, you know, am I being judged or fit into this kind of thing, survival type stuff. And it's really hard to bypass that survival part of our brain to get to a more conscious place. And it's in that more conscious place that we're able to start having these kinds of experiences. But, you know, it's, it's a survival mentality to come into conversations weaponed and armored. It's a conscious <laughs> mentality to be able to go in and do it. But it is the scariest fucking thing in the world to do it. And it's, it's, it's impossibly hard. Like, I'll say this too. It's a thousand times easier for me to spit out that ramble I just spit out right there and try to break down the mechanics of it than it is to actually do it in practice. To actually go into a conversation, naked, vulnerable, weapons left aside, armor left aside. Because for me too, what I find is I'm clever enough that I can go into it pretending like I'm naked and vulnerable, but really what I have is an invisibility cloak where I've disguised my armor and hidden my weapons. And so then they'll strategically come in <laughs> like these other things. Okay, so let's 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 dig on this, right? So um, I don't. I think in being vulnerable, I think truth be told, this is this is this is what I believe, right? So okay, I got to break this down in a way that that's really because it's gonna sound like convoluted, right? It's gonna sound weird. So I think you can keep your armor and being vulnerable, right? But what the armor that you're keeping is different, right? So um, 
Boss studied uh, Native Hawaiian healing for a while, right? And they talked about after they taught you to get in touch with your inner child and open it up, right? The next step is to learn how to create an energetic field, right? So that other people's energy doesn't invade yours, right? So it doesn't become a part of you and it doesn't affect you, right? And that's super hard, right? In psychology, what do they, 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 they you know, they, they warn psychologists about, you know, taking on the feelings and emotions of their clients. I forgot what the actual term is, right? And becoming, you know, so invested that they lose themselves, right? And so the same thing that you're doing when you're having these conversations, right? In my opinion, right? It, it's like, okay, I do, have a, I do have a shield against allowing your emotional state to become my emotional state. And that is the hardest thing to do, right? To, 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 to recognize someone else's angry, upset, sad or whatever and to not mirror that emotion because that's also human biology right yeah. and, and, and and it's dog it's, it's animal biology it's dog biology right bring a, a happy dog around an angry person and sometimes you know that angry person can change that dog's mindset dog goes oh threat right <laughs> human beings are, are the same right you're like oh that you know it's, it's a threat. It's a threat. So I have to raise my whatever, and maybe I have to be offensive first, right? So I to protect myself, right? And so scared dogs bite people, you know, scared people throw bombs at people, verbal bombs or whatever, whatever, right? And so the, the armor that you have in terms of being, you know, your vulnerability is all I'm going to do, all I'm thinking all I'm to do is protect my emotional state. And sometimes that's going to make me seem cold and callous, right? In, in the midst of the conversation, and I'll, and I, and and I think that's the, the key is to be accepting of that when you're having some of those difficult conversations. Is that okay? I get it. You're upset and you're angry about this and that, blah 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 blah. And but why? And asking the other person why, and you seeking to understand why. Or when you find yourself getting triggered in the, in the conversation, okay, why was that a trigger for me? Whatever. You, know, you, you understand what I'm saying? And start to slowly but surely build those mechanisms into your thought patterns. But you're going to fuck it up. I got a good buddy who's a psychologist. Matter of fact, uh, one of my clients, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't him. It was a, the mother client who's a psychologist who referred him to, right? And she, you know, she said, you know, one of the biggest, you know, things that, when you're working with a client in terms of, you know, being successful and, and changing habits, whether it's depression or anything like that, right? All of that's hardwired into the, into the brain. So you're asking people to change their thought pattern, right? And so what that means, and we talk about something as well called the, uh, the four stages of change, right? Um, what that means is that they're going to relapse into those old thinking patterns. And when they first start out, they're going to have more often relapses, right? You know what I mean? Like you're in anger management and you're trying to learn anger management. You're not going to go from, you know, a person who loses their cool, you know, on a relatively regular basis to someone who never loses their cool overnight. You know what I mean? That first week, you know, you're probably going to have, you, you went from having 10 blow-ups a week, you might go to seven. <laughs> 
and you might after each one you might feel defeated like you know i didn't make any progress right because you don't you don't count until somebody tells you to right and and then the next thing you know if you're really working hard you may have three or four in two after the next two months you may have three or four a week right but you'll still feel after each one like god damn i just can't fucking get past it i'm not going it take it might take you a year plus to get to the point where you can go a week without blowing up on anybody you know what i mean and 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 it's 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 incremental because you're changing the wiring of your brain so when we're talking about you know kind of getting rid of cancer culture not getting blowing up on people and all that kind of stuff right it's going to take a lot of time man I, I learned energetic shield thing, right, in 2012. <laughs> was into it. Believe what they said. Was decently hokey. No, okay, all right, that's, that's all I can call it. Decently hokey enough that I was like, ah, I don't really know if that's true. But then when I learned about more about psychology and about building that space between you and your your clients i was like oh okay this is like a real world scientific approach to exactly what the fuck they were talking about right <laughs> and, and then in order to understanding that it still takes a whole lot i'm a very empathetic person right and so it's very it's difficult for me if you're angry i'm mad right you're, you're mad at me i'm mad at you right and I'm, if i'm not mad at you eventually if you stay angry at me I'm gonna be mad at you because fuck you too, right? And 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 I have to. I still fight that. You know what I mean? I still fight it because it is a natural. It's a natural human thing, and I think anybody that embarks on this journey has to do that. And if you're gonna be vulnerable, right? The 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 armor that you need is the one that protects your emotional thing. But you do need armor. You can't you can't can't walk through life without with without armor, right? And, and 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 you know and you can have you know weapons in your in your back pocket and all that other kind of stuff, but you have to have that armor of your emotional state, not my emotional state, and I don't have to win this argument. All I have to do is express my feelings to understand why you feel the way that you feel. And if you win this argument, that has no effect on my emotional state either. Right. <laughs> so, so I don't I don't give a fuck if you win or not. All I wanna do is just wanna hear your thoughts. You tell me my you and you know, I tell you my thoughts, clear and concise, and then not be pissed off, angry, sad, or blah 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 about it. And mind you guys, I told you I went through a moment last year in the summertime where I fucking sat in the dark and ran all these fucking thoughts through my head. I was not in a happy place. <laughs> so I'm like, like I'm always successful. There were over the summer where I was damn near fucking depressed, <laughs> so, and it had had nothing to do with my personal life. It had to do with the state of the world. So it was definitely other people's emotions. <laughs> fucking my shit. <laughs> hey, Jared, I have to, we have to wrap up because I have to jump off. But I just you know. Wait. Oh. Saying two two parting thoughts to consider. I'm reading one of the books. I'm, I'm reading two different books. Well, I think actually I'm reading three different books concurrently. 
And one of them is about working through trauma. And the author of it was offering up the idea that humans are the only animal that when we engage in conflict, we engage with potential to maim or kill. Uh, he was saying, he was using examples of other animals. If you see interspecies, so deer, they'll use their antlers to wrestle, to establish dominance. But then if they're fighting to defend, they'll use their antlers as a, you know, attack to hurt and potentially kill if they're threatened or and whatnot. So it's, it's an interesting thing to consider, you know, what is it that causes us to deviate from those behaviors where we don't respect those same laws of nature as other animals do with interspecies as we will with our own. The second thing was, is there's this other book I'm reading and it's written by a pastor and it's, it's very much about purpose and going after your, your dreams and stuff. And he said this line that really resonated with me. He said, we live in a culture that values and celebrates overnight success and God rewards long-term faithfulness, right? And so I think that speaks very much to what you were saying about this is a hard ongoing process and that people will get frustrated when you try to do these things once and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen, especially because everything is so on demand. We can have instant access to anything we want. Why in the hell would we want to put in the effort to do the work to make the change? But it's the faith that we go into it with the belief that this is where, and we've talked about this before, it's, it's playing the long game versus the short game. And the short game is the gratification that comes from winning those verbal jousts. The long game is, is really, it's about building the bridge and recognizing that in the middle it can be pretty lonely and pretty scary. And I had one other thing that popped up, but with, from what you were saying, but man, I, I have to jump off for another call y'all. And Jared and I were both having some technical difficulties. So we ran into short, but a couple of things Jared and I've been talking about, uh, we would love for some of you to join us sometime in this. So if any of you are interested in hopping on one of these discussions with us, just put in the comments and we can set up a time for recording. The second thing, too, is Jared and I were talking beforehand about how our conversations through this whole process have affected and changed how we interact in our personal lives. And we'd love to hear from that from you, too. Have you found that some of the discussions that you've engaged in and here in Building a Bridge, have they changed how, <coughs> excuse me, have they changed how you interact with the people in your life? You know, have they changed how you interact with your, your spouses, your significant others, your families, your friends, your colleagues, et cetera? So join in the discussion below and we'll be back next week. Jared, as long as I appreciate you, man. And we'll, we'll chat more offline. I have to jump off on this next call. Take care, everybody. I know. I know you got to go. Good.